Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Boker Tove and the MGs Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining How badly did I pronounce that? Boker Tove is not terrible. That was that's good. I think it's Tov. How, how Tov. I would. I would. Yeah. I was like, is it Tov or Tov? Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. I've heard yeah. it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't terrible though. I knew what you were saying. Um. Hey everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining this good incredible evening. episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. What makes it incredible? You. You make it incredible. That's why it's incredible. Come, uh, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us. Be sure to, if you, are, however you are watching or listening to this right now, be sure to, if you have not already done so, be sure to like, to subscribe, to follow. However you become a part of our thing on this thing. And if the thing that you are doing the thing with our thing on the thing is YouTube, then don't just subscribe. Hit the little bell next to the subscribe button because I want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the other stuff. And share. Share yes. the shit out of this. Share um, it. Just share it. Give the gift of money water today. Shit. Kids love it. First and foremost, allow me to thank Justin for the kava that I am drinking this evening. And allow me to thank... I don't want to say... <laughs> I was going to say that they're the home remodeling company that I just heard about um, doing some incredible work out there in Florida. Long distance home remodeling. Um, that you were just talking about with the guy in the picture. <laughs> Allow me to thank Le Bleu <laughs> for this delicious water that I'm drinking now. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Yeah, we can't talk about that, but. We can't talk about that. We still cannot talk for about it. that. Also, just to let you know, all episode long, we are doing a auction. Not a silent auction, a loud, angry auction. Uh, that we are doing here uh, for this incredible tumbler from Defy the Power, who is one of our sponsors right there, who makes these incredible uh, custom tumblers. We're going to be featuring them shortly, but the tumbler we're going to be talking about right now, yeah, like that one right there and like many others like that one. we have in our this various homes. This one that we're uh, auctioning off says Muddy Waters Media on it. And it has the Muddy Waters logo. And it has a birdie. It has the picture of the birdie that's in our logo. Uh, it also has been signed. I can't get close because it, it shows. Because of the green screen. Green screen. But it, it has been signed by Ooh, me. Look at me. I'm Spike. I have a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very I didn't helpful hang right up a, I didn't want to hang up a picture behind me. I don't have the space. <laughs> the wall's right here. I go, If I put up a picture. I know where it is. Okay, I so anyway, it's been, <laughs> you have more space than I do. The uh, it's been signed by Matt. It's been signed by me. And if you, we are uh, opening up the auction, and the way we're going to do it is in the comments, uh, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, however you're commenting, 
uh, you are you can leave your bid, and whoever has the highest bid, whoever has the highest bid at the end of this auction, will win this tumbler. Uh, right now, the bidding has been started two... by two different people at four dollars and for the exact same, yeah for the exact, exact same, same amount for four dollars and twenty four dollars and twenty cents. There we Jimmy go. Lee, Jimmy uh, Lee, Jimmy twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars. Uh, Art Dam. Thirty dollars from Art Dam. There now. we go. So we have sold some of these for hundreds of dollars. So get your bids in. We get your bids in, and you're gonna want to hang out till the end of the show to find out if you won. Um, yes. Yes. If you've been right now, the bid, bid is at thirty dollars. Top bid is $30 and let's try by to do it five, by $5 increments or more. Chase right now Brin we're at Chase Brinson. Brinson is at yeah, $50. $50. Tub for Jax. Uh, Tub Rorabar in uh, Jacksonville has made a very strong power play of trying to bring it back to $20. <laughs> but we are at, we're at $50. Uh, Chase Brinson. Uh, has the high bid right now with $50. We'll be revisiting this uh, as the episode goes along. But right now, uh, um, Joe Makes Drifts uh, now has the highest bid at $69. So we've gone ahead and done that uh, meme. Um, gotten $420 so and $69. $69. we have already done $420 and $69. So the next stop is $420, which we have sold one of these four before. Anyway, so we'll go back to that a little bit later on. But so, no, yeah, no at, no at $20 tub um uh but thanks for thanks for your offer um this episode of course is brought to you by the libertarian party waffle house caucus the second largest as well as the fastest growing caucus in the libertarian party uh become a part of the takeover today by joining the libertarian party waffle house caucus by going to the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus in addition uh, if you want to become an official voting member of the caucus, which means absolutely nothing because uh, we don't do any, it's just a meme group. Uh, but you can go to the Muddy Waters Media. Dot, if you go to MuddyWatersMedia.com and select store, you can go to the Muddy Waters Media store and you can, um, you can make, uh, you can purchase uh, Waffle House Caucus buttons and t shirts. Uh, current high bid by Jacob LaBelle at $69 plus 16, which some would call 85, but okay. Um, so, uh, the gravy King defy the power and stitches and glitches, bringing you the finest tumblers like this one right here that we're auctioning off right here. Uh, but they also have other tumblers as well. Not as nice as this one, because this one is signed by both of us and has been epoxy coated. So these signatures never go away. You can wash it as many times as you want because it will continue to stay just as good as the day you got it but they do have some incredible tumblers custom-made tumblers they keep your hots hot they keep your coals cold they keep your lukewarm lukewarm they keep everything the exact temperature that you put it in when you put it in for an ungodly number of hours uh, they also have conversion kits that make them into water pipes not not bongs they're not bongs they're water pipes Chase Brinson at top bid right now, one hundred and ten dollars. Uh, they're water pipes. They're not bongs because bongs are illegal, but water pipes are completely legal apparently. But uh, you can go to Defy the Power or StitchesAndGlitches.com. They include free customization. Now I know what you're wondering if you're actually watching this. Hey, you know you keep saying I can use the code Muddy Tumbler for ten percent off, but is that true? 
no. Uh, currently, no. currently, that has uh, currently, expired. No. <laughs> but uh, we do know that in the past, uh, people just kept putting it in, and eventually they brought it back for a while. But that, don't do that. Uh, we will need to update this because it doesn't. They don't do that. But what they do is free customization, which is insane. They will customize it fully, however you want. And when I say they will customize it fully, look at this thing. Look at all the stuff that's on this. This is not something they just have available. Like they, they made this custom. Um, uh, <laughs> John Morrissey, owner of Defy the Power, has said given 30 minutes. And is that reactivate or deactivate? I don't know. Deactivate don't know. was so much funnier. Deactivate would be funny. Um, you would no. You would not get ten percent off your bid, um, Stephen. Um, current high bid, by the way, is a uh, hundred and ten dollars. Uh, if you'd like to, I've been told we need to verify these are real signatures. We are the people. Who, <laughs> I signed it. Like this is our signature. So yes, we are verifying. Reactivate. <laughs> so give give uh, give defy the power about thirty minutes. Pretty much the end of this episode. Give them till the end of this episode. And then you can use Muddy Tumblr and get 10% off because we're just too lazy to change our graphic. Um, so our laziness... <laughs> that's, how, that's what we do. We just are too lazy to change graphics. So you guys win in the long run. You win. Our laziness benefits you. Uh, that's the power of, uh, of Muddy Waters Media. But yeah, Defy the Power and StitchesAndGlitches.com, the best tumblers out there, including the one we're bidding, getting bids for right now. And... Uh, I don't have the graphic for the other thing. Crap. Hey, so I'll just say it. Joe Solosky is running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe Solosky says that he's the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like to help him run for governor, go to joesolosky.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. And we will soon have a graphic that will show that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how was your weekend? Yes. My weekend was good. I uh, was uh, not as fun as yours. I caught up on work. I didn't go anywhere. I actually, I had a date night with Tasha. That was fun. We went to a fondue place. That was nice. No. You had. Sounds a, fun. Yeah, just go ahead and talk about your weekend. So, yeah, I went to the um, guns cookout and shooting event that the Polk yeah. County Libertarians were having uh, with uh our good friends Jovid Covid Botham and uh, Adam the Freeman, yes. and we met up with Anthony Welty and uh, like just everybody from Polk County whose yep. names I learned that day, and I don't remember all of them. There was like nine Thames. There were like nine Thames there. I yeah. remember that. Um, Welcome to and, my uh, world. There, I, hey, you know that's why I don't run for office, and I yes, talk about exactly. politics that's on true. the internet. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, uh, we it was a great time. Fun was had by all. Um, I saw one of the most interesting debates there that I have seen in my entire life. And okay. this debate took place between a grown adult and however old Anthony Wealthy's son is. Oh, I think he's like six or uh, seven, eight, something like that. He's he's young. I think I think he's younger. I think he's only like yeah. five or six. Yeah, uh, he, he might like, be. He I think be, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I have no idea. 
Um, but um, the grown adult was debating with this child over whether or not Superman was a good guy or a bad guy. Wow. Because of the loss of life that Superman caused trying to stop whatever. <laughs> to which Anthony Welty's wise beyond his age years. He said, my grandpa is the biggest Superman fan and he says he's a good guy so you're wrong and I was like you can't disagree with this that great argument opinion invalid <laughs> I'm sorry my grandfather told me this and he is right and you crazy person are wrong <laughs> I've met my grandfather I've spent time with my grandfather. I've broken bread with my grandfather. You, sir, are no my grandfather. And that's the end of that conversation. Uh, that was a reference to a 1992 debate. Yes. Or 1988. 1988. Yeah, that was 88. Yeah, because that was Dan Quayle. They're like, oh, he's not going to be vice president now. And, yeah, yeah. and Al Gore did not say that. No, it was um, it was whoever, whoever freaking Michael Dukakis's, yeah, Dukakis's. Now, now I need to know who that was. Dukakis, VP. <laughs> I care about VP picks. Uh, good time was a yeah. Lloyd Benson. Good time was had. Yes, Texas Lloyd Senator Benson. Lloyd Benson. Lloyd Benson. Good time was had by all. The food was amazing. Uh, they mm. throw they throw a good party out there in the sticks here yeah. in uh, Florida, and uh, you know, hopefully they have another one. Looking forward to going back out, and hopefully uh, everybody has okay. just as good of a time, if not well, better. if not better, even better, even better, better time, even better. Hopefully the police don't come and take pictures of all of our license plates. Um, <laughs> even better. Like I said, even better. Even, even better than better. last time. Even better. Uh, speaking of even better, I know something that's even better than coffee. This is the, uh, the, the segment that we have called <laughs> the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire Segment brought to you by Mudwater. I know what you're thinking, folks. Spike, Matt. I am sick of coffee. Boy, what a day I've had. I was so busy, I didn't have a time to look up a really long joke. So anyway, I don't like coffee. I'm sick of it. I've been drinking it, and I don't want to drink it anymore. Instead of coffee, I'd like to have, oh, I don't know, masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, folks, I have some fantastic news for you. We have exactly all of that in this little tin here that's uh, on this picture, if you're watching this. And if you're not watching this, there's a picture of a tin. Uh, and it's called mud water, and it is uh, a combination of those ingredients. Um, if you're wondering what it tastes like, it tastes like those ingredients, except all together at once. So I would definitely invest in some honey. Um, but if you want to uh, try something that's much better for you than coffee... Uh, then go to uh, muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud and get your starter pack today. 
Mudwater has one-seventh of the cup of caffeine of a regular cup of coffee. Just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up and ready for the day like this. But not so much caffeine that it leaves you crashing and depressed and, and, and wrecked at the end of the day and suffering later on from high blood pressure and heart disease like this. I suffer long-term. Yeah, like mad. <laughs> like mad. So uh, get your mud water coffee alternative today by going to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud and getting your starter pack. Matt? Yes. So starting out, we're going to take a trip in the Wayback Machine. It was a warm September or October day in Orlando. Yes. Back in 2020 when Spike yep. had come down and mm-hmm. we did our first show together in person. Wow. Was that, that was our first in-person show. That was our, and that was the day that this happened. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Cause when we were asked if we were going to talk about like it. And so I said, longer. and I said, no, because I was driving when the news broke. So I didn't have time to verify anything. Um, yeah. well, which is good. So it was Russian propaganda. It was Russian. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't. Uh, but shortly <laughs> after that, we started doing our due diligence as we are as legitimate journalists <laughs> on the internet. Um, and the news of Hunter Biden's laptop was spreading amongst the internet for as long as it possibly could before it was quashed by every social media site out there uh, yes. and people were banned and kicked off and shadow banned and told that they can't post that because it's Russian propaganda and the yep. mainstream media was saying the exact same thing and even though one of us not going to name names on who was doing this was doing deep dives and saw videos of somebody who looked an awful lot like Hunter Biden smoking crack and getting foot jobs. Yep, that's, you heard right, foot jobs. Um, And if you, but if we talked about it, we were accused of Russian propaganda and uh, spreading misinformation and told we would be kicked off the internet if we continued. Well, year and a half later mm-hmm. we have vindication because the new york times who said that it couldn't be confirmed the authenticity of the laptop couldn't be confirmed and that it was probably russian propaganda has now authenticated that that laptop belongs to one hunter biden so to anybody out there who still watches us, who accused us of Russian propaganda. That they're not watching And there us. are many, I know, and there are many of you in the Libertarian Party. Um, I await your apologies. Yeah. And I will accept them with a plum. Now, does this mean, because this laptop has been authenticated, does this mean that Hunter Biden had sex with Malia Obama? No. Wait, what? No, it means he... 
Was was that one of the one of the the things that was being said that he had sex with Malia Obama? There is a video that I may or may not have seen mm. that really draws it into question mm. whether or not that's true. But you don't get a really good shot of her face, so okay. um, so probably not. I hate to admit the fact that I could probably pick out Hunter Biden's peep from a lineup uh because i've seen a lot of it um Mm. that does not mean that but what it does mean is that every single person in the media and every single person every single person in the media uh every single person in social media blocked a completely true story from the view of america and ban people for sharing it, talking about it, memeing it. Um, and now we'll have absolutely no repercussions for their lack of reporting and, and their lack of actions or their overuse of actions, I guess. Yeah. And it will just embolden them to do it again. Forcing one Matt Wright to look at that over and over and over again. No, look, I, I this is... Anyone who hears something and says, this is wrong, people shouldn't be sharing this, it's not true, the government should do something about this. Even if that thing isn't true, what happens is when you give government and demand that corporate media uses the power to ban and suppress misinformation, disinformation, and lies, they're going to use it for anything they don't like too. And it's likely they won't even use it for actual misinformation if they agree with the the uh, conclusion of that misinformation or the 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 narrative that it helps drive. So you're just giving them power to say things that are uncomfortable. Like for example, that Hunter Biden uh, left his laptop at a Delaware um, uh, computer repair shop, never picked it up. And that the computer repair shop owner ended up sharing it with the media and Rudy Giuliani. Turns out that's true. And I don't know, maybe all the pictures that were obviously of Hunter Biden and the videos that Matt can tell you uh, were absolutely of Hunter Biden. Maybe that was a tip off that it was real. Yep. Yep. There are images. I remember when I was a child, not even a child, I was a teenager. Uh, and my parents warned me that because I always wanted to watch movies I wasn't supposed to watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I'm not ta- like I'm not talking porn here. I'm talking like, you know, Desperado kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rated um, R stuff, yeah. Yeah, rated R with with more than just language. Um, my mom told me when you watch those for the first time, those images are going to be burned into your head forever. And most of those movies that I saw back then, I don't really remember that well. Yeah. But the Hunter Biden videos that I watched, so I could report on them to our wonderful beautiful followers and fans yeah those are always gonna be here i can't get rid of those 
They are my nightmares. That is how dedicated to journalism Matt Wright is. That one of I'm his for final the remaining thoughts as he clings to oh, life God. in his deathbed <laughs> 60 years from now. His and he's talking and he's, saying, he's laying with his loving family, his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and saying, oh, all I think in these final moments are all the great memories I had. Oh, damn it, Hunter Biden, and then dies. He did that for you. Hunter Matt Biden Wright sacrificed. A job from a prostitute. Now, apparently, allegedly, I don't know. I'm not going to say this definitively. There are well, two other laptops. Uh, I'm not going to say there was an exchange of cash. Uh, but uh, that's that's all I'm saying. I didn't have to watch all of the video. I guess I could have stopped. Um, <laughs> but apparently, there are two other laptops out there. Uh, oh, one, of them, one of them, like, and that's why he's confirming this one because he doesn't want it out that the other two are out there. Um, yes. Like, apparently, one of them allegedly has been picked up by Russia, and they're blackmailing him. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And uh, there's another one that's out there that somebody, I don't know, like apparently there are three laptops of Hunter Biden's and Joe Biden should just be like, look, you need this. No, no more. Only desktops, only desktops for you, Hunter. Yes. That have been locked and chained to the wall. Like, like back in the day at at school where like they'd have it like, you know, bolted in so you couldn't get only bolted computers with no internet internet cafes where they built the monitor into the wall yeah yeah the hunter biden is just a desk if you're under the age of 30 and don't know what an internet cafe is high-speed internet wasn't in everybody's house 20 years ago yeah and you would go to coffee shops low speed was yeah and uh yeah and you would go to coffee shops and pay exorbitant rates to be on the internet for you know a while and then they would get mad at you for downloading things on napster um wow yeah so soon uh until matt wright has a chance to peruse the contents of the uh, the other two laptops (laughs) we'll just have to stick to these two uh this first one uh speaking of something that just won't leave your brain no matter how much you want the House of Representatives is just awful. Awful. Just awful. After the uh, Senate voted unanimously, yeah, unanimously, to finally rid us of the backwards, archaic practice of having us lose an hour of sleep every spring. The house is balking and say that they, and they are going to make it where we're going to have to keep doing this stupid thing along with probably other many stupid things. Um, because but specifically this they, stupid thing. But but specifically this stupid thing, because they want us to change time in order to make more time, because that makes sense in a day that is 24 hours long. Yep. 
Yeah. We're going to take a cup of water out of this end of the pool. And we're going to toss it over or behind our backs into this end of the pool, thereby creating water. We're going to cut a foot off the top of this blanket and we're going to sew it to the bottom of the blanket to make the blanket longer. Unlimited blanket. So <laughs> just go on forever. I love that you, you mentioned this in the notes. Not only was this a stupid policy that was created for the purpose of saving oil in World War One, and it's not proven that that actually helped with that. All of this is based... A lot of people think that this was like an idea by Ben Franklin. It was a joke by Ben Franklin. Yep. It was something he jokingly suggested... And we're doing it. And no one wants to do it. We, but we keep doing so, it. Yeah. No, and, uh, God, Seattle's, the Congress person from Seattle, um, I don't remember that person's name, uh, said, I'm having a lot of mixed uh, a lot of mixed reception to this from my constituents. And I'm thinking, mm. you liar. You no, are you're lying. Not. You, are, you not. are absolutely lying. There is no mixed anything about this. Everybody yeah. wants to end this. Well, our kids might be going to school in the dark at nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. So what? They're walking home at the dark in the dark at four. Okay. Here here are some of the other things that he recommended. Okay. Who? Hold on. Uh uh Ben Franklin in his satirical oh. letter. He proposed a tax on every window. He also, they kind of do that now. Well, yeah, but, oh God, they're doing that too. <laughs> I was like, they do that when they give you a tax break. If you have the high energy windows, he proposed so they're literally taxing other windows higher. He, he proposed having the police stand guard at shops to prevent any families from buying more than one pound of candles per week. He also that happened during that COVID with toilet paper. Oh no. He also oh god, <laughs> is this like oh no, okay. So uh he he also proposed I haven't that read police, this letter by the way. He also proposed that the police uh stop uh, all vehicles that would pass the streets after some sunset, unless they were precision surge. Oh no, he just described lockdowns. Yep. All right. His fourth suggestion: every morning, as soon as the sun rises, let all the bells in every church be set ringing. And if that's not sufficient, let all the cannons be fired in every street to wake their sluggards effectually and make them open their eyes to see their true interest. This 
that part doesn't isn't i guess that's well but if they did they'd be protected by qualified immunity because ben franklin told them to but this was a joke letter that he wrote to the french Now, what I will say about that letter, that is the letter that does have the idiom early to bed, early to rise, makes them unhealthy, wealthy, and wise. That is in that letter. And because people have taken that and used it as a teaching tool, they forgot that the rest of it was satirical and a joke. And so they made it policy. And like there's there's studies that have shown that anytime that the during daylight savings time or daylight uh, standard time, whatever it is where it goes back to the normal, that uh, there's an increase in suicides, heart attacks, fatal car accidents. It screws up everyone's day. There's higher rates of depression. Like it, there are some people that are hanging on by a thread and saying, nah, I just lost an hour. Now here's an extra hour. Like it, it does mess with people completely unnecessarily. Like there's no good that comes from it. So the Senate said, okay, we'll just make daylight savings time permanent. It's now bright all the, it's not, we're not going to have any more dark afternoons. And everyone was like, yay. And then the, and then Congress says, well, Hey, hear us out. How about you keep suffering for no reason? Because of a joke by Ben Franklin. Now, speaking of a joke, by well so there's a new variant of covid spreading across the u.s matt yes there is it is called ba.2 that's not a typo that is it's ba.2 hmm yes now what we are told based on recent increases in england what we are told is that ba.2 is more infectious than the original omicron variant but less lethal (laughs) shocking but here at muddied waters we believe this is probably the most dangerous variant of all the covid's this is going to be the one that gets us all, possibly. Likely. Likely. Mm. Likely. This is the most dangerous one. And yeah. you're probably sitting there going, Matt, Spike, come on. Come on. Even though they are saying that this is 50 to 60% higher uh, in infection rate than the original Omicron, um, and will surely, most definitely, become the dominant strain, mm-hmm. but is way less lethal. How could you possibly think that this is the most dangerous strain out there? And the answer is very simple. Mm-hmm. One reason. One reason. Because Fauci has told us not to worry about this strain and saying he doesn't think we will see a surge here in the United States. And because of how poor his track record is, I'm actually a little nervous. Yeah. I feel like the, the, um, I feel like the corgi puppy being put in the thing with the gnats on my head. 
It was a beagle. Um, beagle. What did I say? Corgi? Beagle. I meant beagle, but I said corgi. It's not a corgi. They wouldn't do that to a corgi. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah. There I, are I would abominations. Really be, I'd, I'd feel a lot better if Fauci were, like, telling us the sky was falling. This scares mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's... I read... At first, he was like, we may need to have lockdowns again yep, and mask yep. mandates across the United States. And I was like, oh, yep. oh, that's, that's Here makes we go me again. feel pretty good. I was like, yeah. that makes me feel good. It means nothing's going to happen. Nothing's and then he happen. goes, actually, I don't believe that we're going to have to worry about any of this. And I went, uh-oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm, that's, we may that's all not die. Good. That's not good. We may all die. Yeah, no, it's bad. I Now, the crazy thing here is neither Matt nor I are medical experts. We're certainly not virologists or epidemiologists. No. A brief perusal of the history of how infectious diseases, infectious viruses go, is that they typically, not always, but typically mutate to become more transmissible but less deadly over time because viruses want to endlessly replicate and mutate and the best way for them to do that is to not really hurt and we've talked about this multiple times on the show the best way for them to do that is to not really hurt their host that much just have them a little sniffly and coffee so they can spread it out there while they're walking around feeling otherwise great Right. Think of like a time that you've had like a, a mild, mild cold or your sinuses are acting up and you're sniffing. You're, you might be coughing a little, clearing your throat, you know, you know, rubbing your nose, that kind of stuff. But you're out doing everything. Because you feel fine. And if you have a cold while you're not really thinking about it, what you're doing is spreading a virus that is constantly mutating and is going around and, and, and infecting other people who also feel mostly okay and go around and spread it. And the thing is, viruses aren't trying to build a massive body count. They're just trying, actually they are, a massive body count of virus, of their of the viruses that they're replicating. They aren't worried about making you sick, much less killing you. The making you sick and killing you is actually an effect of either it causing damage to your body that it doesn't really want to do, uh, or your body, your immune system reacting to it and having a having a, an immune reaction that causes you to uh, that get sick or, or have a severe illness or die or a combination of those things. It doesn't actually want to do that. Like that's not its primary concern. Its primary concern is getting your body just worked up enough where you cough and sneeze to try to get rid of it and it spreads. It looks with each new variant like that's what it's trying to do. It's trying yeah. to just become transmissible easily inescapably transmissible but also not really that severe good that's good we we should want that we should want this virus to become something that we don't have to worry about any more than cold or flu and it's getting there like this last time around, the problem wasn't that there was this huge body count. The problem was all these people being sick at the same time and the even worsen, 
even worse uh, uh, strains on the labor pool that that created. That was actually the biggest concern people had, which is why the CDC was telling people, yeah, after five days, just go back to work. If you're not feeling that bad, just go back to work. You might even still be able to spread it, but just go back to work. Like we need people to go back to work. So that's Mm -hmm. a major shift where they're like, eh, you might get it, you might not get it. Just, you know, try not to let it affect your life too much, which is literally what we've been saying for two years. Good God, we have been saying that for two years. Two years. If you feel sick, stay home. If you don't feel sick, then decide for yourself what you want to do. Right. Live your life however you want. If you feel sick, stay home. And then the CDC goes and says, yeah, actually, yeah. If you want our advice, you should probably stay home for five days. Make sure it's not, you don't get too sick. Uh, And that's when you're the most contagious is during that time. But you'll be largely less contagious at day six and moving on from there. And if you still feel sick, then stay home. Because why would you go out if you don't feel sick? But after that, you should be okay. Yeah, you'll probably still be able to spread it to people, but they're going to get it anyway. That was the other thing that was incredible, was that they really just made peace with the fact when it came to Omicron that, yeah, you were going to get it. Like, I didn't get it for two years that we know of. Then then I got it because everyone got this. Matt got it too uh, after he gave it to me. Nope. Or, Or I gave it to him. Nope. We're not. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're we're not clear on that. It's about it's. It probably I probably gave it to him, but so, in my defense, he tried to poison me with gluten. So, I did. You try to poison That's me, true. I give you COVID. Okay, them's the breaks. Um, Jessica Mitchell says it's only been fifteen days, guys, since this all started. It hasn't been two years, and if you go by the certain sect of christianity where they believe we're still in the seventh day of creation you haven't heard this believe that no god yeah because it because it says at the first day he did this second day he did this and on the seventh day he rested but it never says that the seventh day ended so they think we're still in the seventh day uh technically we're still on day one if you go by that I don't like that. That's not good at all. I don't like a lot of what comes out of a lot of those people's mouths. That's um, true. That's a good point. I mean, I I like the theory that the Earth's only like 6,000 years old. I'm not sure how I feel about the day we're still on week one. Although that makes 14 days to slow the spread sound horrifying. Terrifying, because it's been thousands the one if not way more like if it's only six thousand years that we've been here and that's still day one yeah it so could be yeah, Char- uh, charlotte ray allen says uh that is that the seventh day adventists and that might be who that is sure yes i don't know uh Speaking of cults, you can buy this tumbler. You could, oh, yeah. Speaking of cults, join the cult of Muddied Waters Media. We won't try to sell you on some cockamamie 
young earth creationism story. Uh, but what we will do is charge you as much money as you'd like to spend for this tumbler, this beautiful custom muddied water tumbler made by stitches and glitches and defy the power. And it is, it keeps your, if you put something cold in here, you put it here on this table, desk, it's a desk, and then you pick it back up and you go, my God, Still. it's the same freaking temperature it was hours ago. And then the next day you put in something hot, like for example, mud water doing cross promotion. And then you, you take that mud water and you stick it right there on this side table and you go about your day filled with one seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee and you come back to get the rest of it and you go my god this thing is still as hot as it was the day i put that mud water in here what sorcery is this well the sorcery is in the technology behind the stitches and glitches defy the power tumbler and i'm not even going to try to explain it to you but it's really good but what also has what also has this that was the sentence also this has what was i trying to say also what, no what this tumbler also has there you go there's a word a sentence uh it also has our signatures on it and not only is it signed but you can't get rid of it it's epoxy coated i can sit here and try to do that all day long nothing is going to happen much like now it has spiked saliva on it too i didn't actually touch my hands just now <laughs> that was all cinema magic there and uh so you can do that it doesn't matter because this has been epoxy coated you can wash this a million bazillion times and our signatures will remain on it and it's got our logo it's got this here it's got the birdie on it and it's got what are we saying what's on the bottom no no not yet it's got something on the bottom but we'll never well we'll tell you later I'll tell you what mine has, which isn't what that one has. Mine says, uh, oh, yeah, mine's great. My, mine's actually the greatest one out there. That's not true. That's not true. I actually forgot but, what mine had on the bottom. Yeah, mine. Yeah, uh, if you're listening on audio, thank you for being a regular audio listener. Uh, it says yes. Spike talks too much. Which is not true at all. I barely talk at all. They call me the quiet man. I like to sit back and let others talk. I'm more of a listener than a talker. I'm a man of few words. Why I say almost. Do you remember nothing. your like? Do you remember your like eighth, ninth episode where you were eating rice like a prisoner? And you're like scooping yes. it, and the entire episode was which who talks more, you or your wife? Yes. Yes. And she, she, everyone said it was her. Well, most people. <laughs> the majority of them, yeah. The majority of people said she talks more. So, yes. Put that on a sticker. Anyway, we're auctioning off this tumbler, and currently the high bid, I believe, was uh, was that still one hundred and ten? One ten is the high bid on this tumbler. One ten. Hundred and ten. Hundred and ten. Some of these have sold for as much as five, six hundred dollars. Seven. Seven hundred dollars. This one currently at one ten. So get your bids in because this thing is going 
to the moon. This is this is get diamond hands. Get diamond hands with this. I don't know what you're referencing. Uh, it's not paper hands. It's diamond hands. Be sure to hodl this. Buy it and then wait for it to gain in value after one of us becomes president. Current bid's 110. Uh, so we will uh, revisit throughout the show and uh, we will let you know who the highest bidder is later on. Um, but be sure to hodl. Speaking of which, speaking of hodling, you know what I like to hodl deep and close to my heart? That is the fact, the knowledge that if I were to ever be personally injured in the state of Florida, I know that I don't have to worry about it because I would be represented by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who is the sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin moment where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and leave messages for us on the on that. You can also become a subscriber by going to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe. And for only $10 a month, you get access to exclusive Muddy Waters subscriber content. You also get, uh, you get a uh, ad-free listening experience on Spotify and Anchor. And you get every month, you get to join in on the extravaganza, the best part of Muddy Waters media, the Muddy Zoom with me, Matt Wright, Jason Lyon, and the rest of the Muddy crew. Now, look, Trump was there. The Eskimo Libertarian was there. And it, no, that's not an offensive thing to say. That's literally what she is. So don't get mad at me. Because someone did recently when I said that. It's an Inuit. And I said, no, it's not an Inuit. That's what I thought too, lady. But you're wrong. I know an Eskimo. And she literally told me that. And that means you're wrong. I'm using the uh, yes. <clears throat> I'm using the Anthony Welty's son argument. <laughs> well, my grandpa was an Eskimo, so his <laughs> grandfather up. was not Superman. Oh, my grandfather is a big fan of Eskimos, so shut up. <laughs> anyway, so you can go and uh, we do a Zoom call every month. Ten dollars a month, become a subscriber today. Join the muddied muddy mud mud join the mud club join become a muddy militia member be one of the mud people anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe but you can just go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters and leave us messages like the ones we're about to play right now nope nope yeah and we're going to play these and then we respond to them oh we have a few of them uh here uh, a couple from the midwest guy one from tom arnold and then one from billy pierce so here is the first one by midwest guy hey there matt and spike it's your favorite midwest guy called it on the chris reynolds attorney law anchor call a moment how are you guys doing today i hope good. it's good i was just calling in to uh Ask you guys about uh, the Libertarian Party convention at Texas. I heard um, 
or they originally invited some uh, some socialist guy named uh, is it Vash or Vosh? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I was just wondering uh, what you thought about that and uh, about that guy. I heard uh, a lot of a lot of crazy things. So uh, yeah, I would love to hear what you got to say there. First of all, Jacob LaBelle is going to be very disappointed to hear you say that you believe that you are our favorite Midwest guy. He'll fight you. <laughs> I don't want to have another nice off on this program. It was awkward. Yeah, it was really weird. That was so awkward. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, that. <laughs> um, uh, but I have no idea who this Bosch guy is. I don't care about things that. Yeah, I haven't really heard much does. about it either. So here, here's, <laughs> here's the situation with Texas, because there has been a lot of misinformation about what happened. There are some people who are under the impression that I forced the Libertarian Party of Texas to disinvite Vosh. And I believe it is Vosh. I, I don't know if it's Vosh, Vosh, but I believe it's Vosh. And th there's this, uh, it's misinformation from Russia that says that I went and told them they had to disinvite Vosh. That's not true. They were already in the process of disinviting Vosh. I let them know that I didn't want to be a part of any event that also had Vosh as a headliner in it. And they said, oh, okay, well, we're already disinviting him, but we'll keep that in mind. And I said, okay, well, again, whatever choice you make is fine. I just, I, I don't want to be involved with him. And they said, okay. And then they disinvited him, having already started the process of doing that. And of course, anyone who works within the Libertarian Party or any political party or any real committee knows that stuff just moves slowly. It took, a, took them like a week to do it from when they decided they wanted to do it. They never had a contract with him. It was all sort of, uh, you know, handshake stuff. And they disinvited him, and that was the end of that. Uh, without going into too much detail, uh, Vosh has said some pretty cringy stuff about pedophilia, child pornography, bestiality, a lot of stuff. But we'll just focus on the pedophilia, for example, in the child porn. It is possible that he is just... Uh, someone who is addicted to terrible hills to die on. Uh, it is also possible that it's something worse. I don't really care. Uh, when you find yourself consistently defending child-adult sex relationships, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You can say that stuff over there in that corner you can have a seat at. I don't really just, it's not, I don't, there are, I have a very few things that I just don't want to be involved in. That is one of them. And uh, so the idea was that he was going to debate uh, Hannah Cox uh, about, libertar about libertarian socialism versus libertarian capitalism. Great. If you invite someone who says stuff like that, and then don't even challenge him on that thing he said, then you're kind of implicitly saying you agree with it or just don't think it's a big enough deal to bring up. I'm saying it, I didn't even want him there or I didn't even want to be there if he's there as a headliner. I can't control if he shows up at an event or something like that, but they had graphics with his face and my face and other people. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. So I just let them know that I didn't want to be a part of it. Um, if he was on it, 
but they were already they were already in the process of removing them and that's fantastic um uh, adam wegg says and that is the quality i appreciate about you the most well thank you my lack of support for pedophilia uh is definitely also one of my favorite qualities thank you um <laughs> i i i it's one of my top five of my fav- personal favorite qualities about myself um but that was pretty much what happened there uh it turned into people who were saying spike is a you know he he the, the lp texas wanted a pedophile and he forced him to get no um and then uh and then uh then people who were in favor of vosh coming said oh spike is you know uh, he only had him removed which again i didn't he only had him removed because he was a socialist no i actually think it would be interesting to have a debate between libertarian socialism and libertarian capitalism just not with him and so that was that but uh so that's what happened there so here's another one and again midwest guy i had no idea because i don't care yeah yeah it's probably the better position to take it's one of those just blissfully unaware things here's another one from midwest guy we got a few from midwest guy hey there yeah, Matt. He, he like, this is midwest guy calling in on the chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment tm you know, this this time I, I wanted to call in because uh, I, I was listening to uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, America, the Beard of Truth. Uh, he had uh, he had on one of the elected libertarians, and um, mm. you know, I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, when when libertarians are are elected and they're having to deal with this, you know, having to deal with uh, the state and having to deal with, you know, uh, public property or like public. Um, goods or you know whatever the state's um doing i guess you know it's probably not always like the most practical thing to just you know abolish the position that you got elected to i guess or you know most people wouldn't like that so i was just wondering when we have to deal with these kinds of things what are the best approaches for libertarians now so the person you are referring to i believe is andy kennedy yes Andy Kennedy, and he is from New Mexico, and he was elected to the soil he... commissioner, water commissioner. Hold on, I'll pull I'll... something yeah, commissioner. I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember which commissioner he was. Um, and Andy, Andy's a great guy, and I'm certain that he is doing a great job in whatever commission he's doing. Um, the but, uh, Central Valley Soil and Water Conservation Board Supervisor. Yep. Um, I don't know what that is. I watched a little bit of that show, and it was great, but I was at work, so I couldn't watch the entire thing. Um, but um, there isn't a there was an elected libertarian. This is to the second part of your question where you said uh, it wouldn't, doesn't seem like it would behoove them to uh, not fund their positions. And there was an elected libertarian who I believe, was this Sasha Cohen who did that? He was elected to the library. No, the uh, library um, Richard Manzo. Was that Richard Man? Okay, Richard Manzo. Richard Manzo. Um, Richard Manzo. He was elected to to be like head of the libraries, and the first thing he did was to defund the libraries. He shut down all effectively. 
yeah, shut down all the libraries, effectively ending his position. Um, well, no, his position still existed, and I believe he got reelected to it. Oh, did it? So wow, uh, <laughs> that I mean, but that's go that's government for you. They're like, well, there's no more libraries, but we're going to reelect this position. We're going to keep it. Well, it, it, which means that the taxpayers were saying we'd prefer to elect the guy who makes sure that the library doesn't reopen. So the, which really goes to, I guess, the root of the question, which is libertarians should do what they promised they would do, whatever that is. So if someone came in and said, I'm a libertarian and I'm running because we need to start dismantling and shutting down all these things and privatizing everything, then you should try your best in your position to do that. If you run because you said, I think that we should have a minimal night watchman state who only exists to protect the lives and rights and property of the people therein, uh, then they should do that. If they come in and say, I'm just trying to reform this, 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 and this, and these are my goals for now, and then once we've accomplished those, then we'll figure out what the next set of goals are, then they should do that. You know, it really comes down to what that particular libertarian, what they promised and what they ran on with the understanding that they aren't dictators. Uh, and in many of these positions, they can't just snap their fingers and make their will happen, um, as I just did with my background change. But they, what they can possibly do, if, if, if they're running like to be on, on city council or something like that, uh, then that was, it was not a coincidence that that happened. Uh, if they're on a city council and they're one of you know however many votes, then they vote consistently on what it is they said they were going to do. And if it's successful, great. And if it's not successful, great. But they were consistent in what they said they would do. So I think it really should just be whatever they ran on. Do that to the best do of your ability. Do that thing, yeah. whatever that is. All right, here's another one from Midwest Guy. Hey, this is Midwest Guy again. So I, I had my buddy over this weekend, and uh, he was telling me that he's not a libertarian, but that he's uh, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. And, you know, so I try to convince him, you know, I think you're, think you're probably libertarian, right? And, you know, it just didn't really work out. And uh, so I was just kind of wondering, what, what do you guys say to someone like that? You know, what? What are the kind of things that, you know, help people like that kind of, you know, sort of realize that maybe, you know, voting for for uh, Republicans or Democrats doesn't really work out too well in their favor. And, and you know, maybe voting for uh, uh, someone else or someone more libertarian would be a little better for them. Well, there's there's two parts to the question is, is someone a libertarian like philosophically? Because libertarianism is not being a member of the libertarian party and voting libertarian. You can be a libertarian who does that. For that matter, you can be someone who's not a libertarian who does that, or you can be a libertarian who doesn't do that. Libertarianism is a is a an ethos and a philosophy about the rights and autonomy of individuals and to what extent that they what interaction there should be between them and government if any. Um and that's that's libertarianism. Um so I mean to the question of who they should vote for. I tell people, listen, libertarian, not libertarian, green party, whatever. If you continue to throw away your vote, to waste your vote by voting for the people who created the mess that we're in, in the vain hope that this time they're not lying. And that if you don't vote for this one, you're going to get the other one that they work with every day to make your life harder. Why bother voting? 
you already know what that vote's going to bring. Either vote for something different, something that aligns more with your beliefs and actually is proposing something different than the mess, the same thing that got us into the mess that we're in, or don't vote. Philosophically, if someone's fiscally conservative, socially liberal, they might be a libertarian. They might support our, 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 our beliefs or they may just agree with us on certain things. They might just be someone who's more fiscally conservative and socially liberal, and that's fine as well. Maybe they just agree with us on some things. Um, that's okay too. Um, really, it comes down to more so than what they think about fiscal or social policy is what do you think matters more? The rights of the individual or a perceived common good or greater good as defined by people that are in power. And if the answer is the individual, then they're probably more libertarian than they are not libertarian. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people over the years say that they were fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Um, and they were when it came to issues that they cared about. Mm. They didn't think that we should spend money on you know, X, Y, and Z, but uh, they thought yeah. that we should have a huge military. Yeah. And we should be just expanding our military uh, with the money that we're saving from X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, or, uh, you know, they thought that we should be cutting down on the military, uh, but we should be spending more money on government funded healthcare. Right. So it kind of depends on what their definition of those two terms are. Uh, yep. so just because somebody says that they are, uh, fiscally conservative and socially liberal does not make them a libertarian. It depends on what the definitions they are using for both of those are. Uh, That's so, true. yeah. So, I mean, it would kind of depend and we would have to know more and I'm certain you do know more. We would have to know more on what his positions are on things. And it could be that he just, he grew up as a Democrat or a Republican, um, and as he's gotten older, he's kind of started noticing, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And he might just need that last final push. Uh, and in that case, let's go back to what Spike said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There is also a difference between socially liberal and socially progressive. So for example, a social liberal is someone who says, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, I don't really care what you do. A social progressive will say, as long as you are doing what I believe is uh, is not hurting anyone else, then I then I'm okay with you doing it. But there are many, many other there are many, many opinions you can have that I think are harmful to the greater good or to someone else's feelings, and therefore you shouldn't be allowed to do it. Not just I'm going to call you a bad person or not want to be involved with you, which is fine. That's their right. But also I'm going to. Like you should be punished and not allowed to have this opinion. Uh, so no, I mean, again, like Matt said, there are a lot of people calling themselves socially liberal, fiscally conservative, whatever. Are they really, uh, or are they maybe just centrist? Which again, that's they have the right to be that, but that's not libertarianism. Libertarianism is right. not moderate I centrism. I know a lot of Republicans that call themselves fiscally conservative, but would yeah. strip all government spending and put it all into the military which yep. does the exact same thing as far as our debt goes yep exactly all right here is the last one 
from Midwest Guy, and then we got two others from others after that. It's Midwest Guy again. I got another another question for you guys. It's been a you know kind of a long weekend. Lots of libertarian thoughts here, but uh, so I was I was wondering, you know, a lot of my friends they kind of have this sort of perception over libertarians that is not so positive. You know, they um they they think that you know, libertarians are are like you know they just want to lower the age of consent because they're pedophiles or you know they just they just don't like driver's licenses or because they want to drive drunk or I don't know whatever the hell. They got all kinds of stupid things they say, and, you know, I, I really struggled to find the words to tell them that that's not really what it's about, but at the same time, like, you know, from a principal position, I like, sure, you know, those are kind of the things you do, but, yeah, I don't know, so how can I talk to these guys and, and show them that, you know, libertarians aren't pedophiles and that they're, you know, actually really caring and good people? So one of the, go okay, ahead, so go for, ahead with your, so yeah. first what I recommend is uh, try your absolute hardest, um, good luck, uh, to have them not visit any libertarian Facebook groups, pages, or uh, any Twitter battles going on between any libertarians. Try your hardest to have that happen uh, because, whoo, that is the, that is the muck in the mire of the Libertarian Party right there. Uh, just people consistently arguing over that dumb shit. Um, yep. Yeah, so the vast majority, the vast majority of Libertarians um, want to protect kids. Like, vast vast majority want to protect kids um and the also the vast majority don't think we need driver's license says i am in that group i don't think i need a license to drive what is rightfully mine um that i purchased uh but what you want to do what you want to do is talk to them about individual responsibility about individual freedom um and ask them you know would you be able to do this without government? Would you be able to cut hair without government? And they would say, well, no, I need a license, but why do you need the license? Um, and they were, well, that way they know that I'm not cutting hair without a license. And then eventually they get to the point where, yeah, I guess you don't need that. And then it's like, yes. And then you have to do a good job or else you are going to lose all of your business. Um, and you just have to keep you have to hit them on issues like that issues that are going to be important to them. Um, and that comes with knowing who your audience is and whether or not the person you are talking, what issues are important to the person you are talking to. So uh, knowing that and talking to them about how it, all libertarians care about individual liberties and they just want to see you be able to live a freer life uh, without government oversight that is how you bring them in. You say, okay, what if you could go hunting uh, without a license? What if you could go fishing yep. on Sundays in June without a license? What if you lived in Georgia? I think they still can't buy alcohol on Sundays and could buy alcohol on Sundays. Um, why, you know, why do you need to have these regulations telling you when you can do it and when you cannot do it? Um, that's how you start getting people in is they say, yeah, we don't need the government telling us these things. 
Exactly. I, I The one thing I want to say on this is I, I've started, and maybe it's just I've gotten more persnickety in my older age, but if I say people um, should be free to pursue their lives, and the first thing someone starts bringing up is child abuse and pedophilia and murder and and uh, and and drunk driving and and rape and and all that, and I I, I I've started asking if I brought up living your life as you see fit, and the first things that popped into your head were all these terrible, abusive, toxic, harmful things. Is government the only thing stopping you from doing that? I, I increasingly, because that's not what I think. Like when 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 I think right. of freedom, I think of like if my doctor says cannabis would be the most helpful treatment for something, that I would be able to do that and not worry about going to jail, which can happen in South Carolina where I live, or if I am in love as an adult with not another here adult in Florida though no not in Florida not in Florida no, uh and Florida. or if I uh, want to have a certain firearm to protect myself and my loved ones that's none of government's business at no point do I think man maybe I could rape people and I just I I I, I will say I feel like there's some projection that happens and so I've started kind of challenging people on this like why do you think that the first thing you went to was pedophilia or drunken driving or 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 rape or murder? Like, have a seat over like, here for a minute. We're gonna have a talk about this. And to, he didn't like he he said driving without a license, not needing driver's licenses. And I get that because why do you have to pay to get a license in order to drive a car that you have to pay to get the tags on in order that you already paid for the car? Like, why do you have to keep paying the government? for a right to drive these things. And I get that. That I get, and yes, libertarians for the most part don't want those things. Um, but yeah, if, if, um, if you're not gonna murder only because there's a law saying you can't, you have other issues that you kind of need to worry about. Like, oh man, I really wish I could go out and kill 15 people today, but there's a law against it. Like then you're not a libertarian. Um, mm. And, oh, we forget. I mean, the fun, the fundamental thing uh, about libertarianism is the non-aggression principle. You're not going to aggress on other people. Exactly. So if you're living by those tenants and you understand those tenants and you know that the, uh, and you don't need a government to tell you that you shouldn't rape, that you shouldn't kill, that you shouldn't steal, that you shouldn't um, vandalize, that you shouldn't destroy somebody's private property, that you shouldn't uh, key somebody's car just because they won't answer the door uh, when you knock. That's a personal one though. Um, then you're not going to understand libertarianism. No, no. And that's the thing. And, and, and we can it, you know, immediately go into that with telling people like the base of libertarianism is non-aggression. So no, under any libertarian order, whether it's under a minimal government, under a private law society, whatever, people being victimized is not going to be tolerated and is going to be 
the one thing that they actually focus on instead of all these victimless crime laws or using the police or or, or security to raise revenue uh, and give people a hard time because their their blinker isn't working or they're not wearing their seatbelt or helmet or something like that. They're actually going to focus on protecting people from being victimized and punishing people who victimize others. Um, we just think government's a terrible way to do that. Or if government is going to do it, it should only be doing that and should be held accountable when it doesn't do it or when it does a bad job of that. That's libertarianism, whether it's minarchism, anarchism, whatever. That's what libertarianism is. And I, again, I, I'm having this right now. Uh, you know, I put up a tweet and a, a post earlier saying uh, I really trust parents more than government to decide what kind of health care their kids need in reaction to some of these uh, bills that would criminalize uh, parents uh, letting doctors provide gender affirming care for kids. I trust the average parent more than I do government. And many responses from people that call themselves libertarians is, yeah, but what about child abuse? Yeah, no, that child abuse is bad. That's not what we're talking about. And if, again, that, so if to the me, first thing you go to is pedophilia and child abuse, that's to me, that's a that you problem. That is the same argument when you talk about getting rid of the death penalty and somebody out there 100% is going to do it, but they are going to reply with, oh, yeah, so you don't think Dahmer should have been murdered by the state? Yep. They don't yep. phrase it like that. But um, but yeah, situations like that are so small in comparison to what the end result of these laws are. So yeah, again, not a fan of child abuse don't think it should happen think the parents should be punished or whomever is doing the whomever is doing the uh, abusing of the child uh those people need to be punished however that does not mean that the state should have a right in how you raise your kids no yep. over how you want to exactly so that's uh, that is exactly how it is. And again, you don't even have to agree with how they're doing it, but you have to recognize that the average parent is probably got it better figured out than government. Who you probably are explaining in the comments right now. Well, yeah, but government is why they think then clearly government's the last people that you would trust to make decisions about it. Right. Or is it not about that? Is it just you disagree with someone's decisions and want to punish them and can't do it yourself because you're not froggy enough? Yep. Because you're totally different than progressives who do the same thing every day. Anyway, uh, we have a question uh, from Tom Arnold. We're going to play that now. Well, it's Tom Arnold here, old Liberty Claus. And Matt, I want to tell you, and Spiker knows it too, that I tried my best to get both of you guys to the LPTN convention. And um, there are reasons that happened that were out of my control. And I apologize for it. And it hurt me that you guys couldn't be there. Um, I love you both. And I'll call back in a few with some real questions. Thanks. Bye. We love you too, Tom, Tom and we know that. Yeah, we, we love you. you. Yeah, we we know that the reason that Spike and I were not at the Libertarian Party of Tennessee's convention had absolutely nothing to do with you. I don't 100% know why we weren't there, but I know 
Yes. What? What, what? what happened? Was that why? I don't know what you're talking about. Man, if that was why. What are you talking about? If that terrible, terrible woman was why. What are we talking? Who? What woman? Tom <laughs> Arnold isn't a woman. Tom Arnold is not a woman. Tom Arnold is a fantastic human being. Um, not saying that women aren't fantastic human beings. That could have come, mm, that came <laughs> <out> wrong. <laughs> Tom Arnold's not a woman. Tom Arnold's great. Um, you guys know what I mean. That woman is not a fantastic human being. Um, what, what is happening? Someone in the comments, please tell me what Matt's talking about. Um, so I don't know why we weren't there. I think I have an idea now um, on why we weren't there. But um, whatever the reason was that we weren't there, uh, it would have been a, it would have been a great time had by all. We would have, everybody would have had fun, and well, most of us, like ninety nine percent of us, would have had fun. I'm now believing, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yep but yeah uh tom there's absolutely no love lost here with you and we know that you did everything you could to get us there we love you and i'm very confused i have no idea what's going on last question we have is from billy pierce in texas howdy fellers this is billy pierce with the libertarian party of harris county texas hope y'all are doing well Spike, yes. as I understand it, you're coming to speak at the Libertarian Party at Texas State Convention. We even chipped yes. in a little extra to make sure that uh, your lovely wife, Tasha, could attend. So we're looking yes, forward to seeing you all. I'll ask both of Break you this question. Breaking news. What makes a good convention? Wait, why is that stop? not stopping? Breaking news, Tasha's going to be there too. I'll ask both of you this question. What makes a good convention? Uh, you know, as far as Libertarian conventions go, what makes a good one? Uh, what makes it productive, what makes it useful, uh, and not just a bunch of people sitting around uh, eating tacos and drinking. Looking forward to seeing y'all. Hope to hear more from you soon. Implying that's bad. I was going to say, Billy, tacos. I could drink. sit around and eat tacos. So uh, I have some thoughts on this. Um, yes. The Libertarian Party of Texas is about 50% of the way there. You have, have Spock. You're 33% of the way there, Billy. Um, <laughs> you have Spike. If you had me, it'd be a good convention, but you don't. Um, and tacos, I'm, it's Texas. I'm certain tacos are going to be there. So you're 66% of the way there, which is better than most. Yeah. Um, uh, also, so much in libertarian conventions is placed on the business meeting. Hmm. And I understand the importance of the business meeting. Yes. But after sitting through so many of the conventions, hmm. across, and I, I was happy to see it wasn't just in my state, uh, oh, no. but where people will spend an hour arguing hmm. over whether it should be a comma or a semicolon. maybe cut that shit out um also for anybody who saw the writer's block a couple of weeks ago when i had alexander snitker on 
he came on and he spoke at the Florida convention. Uh, I believe the like two weeks after he was on my yep. show. Uh, when yep. you, I don't remember when that was. February 25th um, and 26th. I don't remember. I think it was the 26th he spoke. Right. Uh, but he was giving speech. He was giving classes on how to work the legislative process here in Florida so you can get bills in front of the legislature. Things like that are important. Things like that are important. You need to have classes like that. You need to have classes that will teach people who want to be candidates how to run a proper campaign and the correct time that campaigns start, which is not after 11 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Uh, you need to have <laughs> make it so I don't go to Tennessee, you bitch. Um, <laughs> but you need. <laughs> I know what that means. But you need to have it. Uh, you need to have classes that are going to be educating people. And yes, while you need to have the business meeting, if you have a question whether something should be a semicolon or a comma, put that in Grammarly and pay the extra five bucks for the bonuses so you can find out which one it's supposed to be. Um, instead of arguing over arguing over the mundane details of how this sentence is laid out for two and a half hours, table it, and then realize that you can't talk about it for another year, making everybody angry. Yeah. Yeah. Also, book Muddied Waters Media to show up to all. Yeah, book, so number one, book Muddied Waters Media. Second of all, I, I, I think that um, I pretty much echo everything Matt just said, but also I think uh, recognize what the purpose of the party is. I think for a long time, we are trying to retrofit the party to do stuff that the party isn't supposed to do. The purpose of a political party is to run candidates to contest and hopefully win elections. And also, and the purpose of the conventions are for like-minded people to come together to share their ideas and to, and to look for good candidates and activists. But the actual activism has to come outside of that because a political party is not really a good way to do that. You have a bunch of committees that are set up to comply with state and federal election law, and that's not a good way to do activism. Um, you have a... Uh, you, you have this constant jockeying for power within the party because it's a democratically run thing. So that's not good. Um, you have people that don't want to get involved with your activism, even if they agree with it, because they don't want to have to do with the political party or maybe any political party. So that's a problem. And just in general, there's not really a good reason to use the party for, I don't know why you're laughing, but they to use the party uh, for that so use it for what it's supposed to be used for and leave the other right. stuff for outside of the party and i think if you did that you'd have a much shorter and much more fun convention where you could focus on the, the tacos and the and so forth and i think that that would probably be a much a much better thing also yeah if you find yourself arguing over basic grammar stuff that the person that ends up writing it is going to end up making corrections to anyway then get over yourself now yes. i'm looking in the chat to see what happened and evil. Um, 
Kenny Ebel in the comments said, you're wearing the Toyota uniform, Spike. And oh, wow. I remember my last time at a Toyota dealership. And yep. Uh, there are some key difference. Oh, wow. No, it doesn't say Toyota on it. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> It doesn't say Toyota. But you know what? It. it doesn't. But you know what you can do? You can bid. Yes. <laughs> on the wonderful Tumblr from the great people at Defy the Power. It is a one of a kind Tumblr. A one of a kind Tumblr. It says Muddied Waters Media across the top. It has our iconic logo. Uh, it's got the birdie. It is autographed by both myself and Spike Cohen. You can wash it 10,000 times and those autographs will stay on there forever. Uh, it keeps your hots hot, keeps your colds cold, keeps your tepids tepid. I think. No, there's not a Toyota signature on the cup. Everyone stop talking about Toyota. <laughs> Just because I have one. Oh. Uh, I have one. And it has. Uh, you do have a Toyota. Justico Mitchell says, How long on my Camry's oil change? I wouldn't know because this isn't a Toyota shirt. It doesn't say Toyota. I don't know. But as, but uh, as Kenneth Eagle, uh, he knows. Adam Weggs asked a question that I can answer pretty quickly, actually. Uh, how do you recover from activism burnout? Take a break. Take a break. Like, and like just take a break. And set limits and boundaries. And there are going to be people who are going to be like, we need you. We need you. They need you to be there and effective and eager to do it. They don't need you to just be there uh, uh, out of obligation and feeling burnt out and not giving it your all and eventually giving up. So take your break. Set your boundaries. That's, that's what I do. Um, the uh, Okay, so uh, um, Patrick Leisner or Leisner says, Leis where do I bid? Leisner? Right there. Right there. You just start putting in numbers that are higher than $110 because that's the high bid right now. That is the high bid. And there's also a very special message on the bottom that we will only show you once we get to a certain number. Yes. What's that number? I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty passive aggressive. Um, Jim Lee <laughs> says, can you wash it in the dishwasher? Well, I have. Not this one, but mine. But no. I was told never don't to do, do that, that again. Yeah. Yeah, do not do that. Wash them by hand. Mm. I was told that hand. that was very dangerous what I did. <laughs> I want everyone to stop talking about Toyotas. We're talking about the Tumblr now. <laughs> Why'd you wear the uniform? Um... <laughs> It's not a Toyota uniform. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I didn't, but as soon as he said okay, it, I saw so it. Okay, so if this bid gets to $10,000, this will come with a used Forerunner. How used? Oh, <laughs> pretty darn used. Used. 
It's used. It'll have it's been used. used. You'd be paying. Someone will have used it. Yes. It will have been used. It will have been but, used. But you will have a Tumblr. Yeah. With some of Spike Cohen's saliva. And a, I'm not, there's no saliva on this. And you will have a, a, lar, a, a three runner, if you will. A four hobbler. So high bid right now is one ten. Muddied waters tumbler on. <laughs> oh, Justico Mitchell, you're my favorite. I love you, man. Um, music. Um, so, so yeah. Currently, the bid is one hundred and ten dollars U.S. By Chase, he oh. has the high bid right now. Um, and if you want this tumbler, you have to give more than a hundred and ten dollars. Um, Are we raising so, money for anything in particular? I believe so. I believe yes. so. I believe a portion of the winnings is going to somebody's campaign but i don't want to say that definitively um i don't want to say that definitively until john morrissey uh confirms that in the comments i, th I believe we talked about that at one point oh so okay i'm going to wait for john to say whether or not i remember things correctly before i say anything definitively so speaking of this finding out the arbitrary decisions of others the ATF, my favorite federal government agency, has released a new rule, Rule 2021-R-5. And in the next few weeks, uh, it will be a shaping, it will be reshaping the definition of a firearm. Yes. Huh? Yes. The definition of a firearm, currently... You know what it is. You probably, all of you probably own one. That's a firearm. The definition. <laughs> Jay Adam Wegg says, "Oh God, he trolled them into new laws." Um, <laughs> the definition of a firearm under this rule is if something is part. This is very difficult to read, but this is how it's written. Uh, if something is part of a firearm. If, if something is part of a firearm visible from the exterior and houses or integrates a broadly defined fire control component. I'm going to read that again because that was hard for me to even get through. Um, and I wrote this. Uh, if something is something is part of a firearm, sorry. If something is part of a firearm visible from the exterior and houses or integrates a broadly defined fire control component. Mm. So they actually use the word firearm to describe, to Any define what a fire. Of a firearm. Yeah, yeah, basically. So for a quick rundown. Thank you to the wonderful people at the Gun Owners of America for helping me out with this. Um, also, breaking Glock... news, but real quick, Kenneth Ebel has raised the bid 
to $120, but only if I will write Let's Go Places on the side. For 200, he'll do it. Um... Yes. Yes, for 200, I'll do it. Uh, so John anyway, Morrissey said, I had a few drinks, but could commit to a worthy campaign, someone running for governor. So uh, a portion of the proceeds will be going to someone running for governor here in Florida. Um, yes. So in the, in a Glock 40, which is one of the, if not the most popular handgun in America. Yep. This would include... This would expand the definition to include the frame, because you can see it from the outside. The slide, you can it's you can see it from the exterior. The base plate, the extractor, the extractor depressor plunger, yep. the magazine catch, slide locks. The magazine body, magazine base plate, magazine insert, magazine follower. Because firing pins are partially exposed, that includes them as well. Trigger, me I need to scroll. Trigger mechanisms, uh, trigger mechanism housing is visible from the exterior, uh, the ejector, the trigger bar, the trigger. The barrel is already serialized, so it's already assumed to be a firearm. So mm -hmm. that is not going to change with this new definition. But the barrel houses the guide rod, the guide rod, which is visible. So the guide rod and everything I just listed will now be considered firearms. For those that weren't counting. That's 16 firearms. Not including the barrel. 17 in total. Hmm. So 16 additional firearms. Yes. 16 so, additional. Great value here. If you buy a Glock 40, you're actually buying not one, but 17 firearms. Uh, for any singular one of these pieces, you now have to get an FFL background check, pay a fee uh, for the time to run the background check, have a piece mailed back to the store, uh, then you can go and pick it up. For for example, a firing pin. A pin. You now have to get permission from the ATF, or will have to get permission from the ATF to buy a pin, or any of those other things. The gun shops now have to log and track thousands of pieces that they have on hand. Now, for anyone who thinks, hey, I'm not sure how all that additional information is going to reduce gun crime. It's not. It's, it's actually going to make it harder to reduce crime because it's just a bunch of useless information. 99.99999% of the information that they're going to be receiving is completely useless in investigating any crimes or potential crimes. It's just to make it harder, more burdensome, and more expensive to own a gun shop because they want them to close so that you can't buy guns. That's all this is.
also, it also makes it more difficult financially to own a gun. Right. They want to make it much more difficult on you, the average user. Well, many of you out there aren't the average user. Uh, many of you are the well above average user. But they yes. don't want the average user to be able to go out and purchase a handgun and purchase the parts that they need in order to replace them uh, easily. So they are attempting to make it financially difficult to own a gun for most people. Um, that is the point of this. That is 100% the point of this. They yep. know that they can't get away with banning certain things, especially with the Supreme Court, the, with the makeup the way that it is right now. Yep. Um, and adding Judge Jackson. Jackson, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was bad. Because Jackson Brown. The, the yeah, I think it's Kat- Katanji. Brown Jackson. Katanji but Brown because Jackson, of Jack, yeah. because of the band Jackson Brown, I reverse it in my head every time. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so I always have to think about it. yeah. But the addition to uh, the the addition of Judge Jackson isn't going to change the makeup of the court right now. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not even a little bit. So they are looking for ways to make it harder to own a gun without banning anything. And they are looking for ways to shut down gun shops without banning anything. And they're doing it through regulations, red tape, and almost an infinite amount of paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is all about making it harder and more expensive for you to own a gun. It's also about making sure that the only way you can effectively own a gun is through illegal 3D manufacturing. Uh, which is uh, actually through legal, currently legal 3D manufacturing, because it is legal for you to make your own gun and not sell it to yourself and just have it. In almost everywhere, that's perfectly legal. Uh, For now, until that changes, Um, because that's not commerce. That's you making a thing. Um, Now, I know, as we know, this is all part of the ATF's uh, commitment to reducing gun crime. And I always, whenever we bring up the ATF, I show the ATF chart that shows the kind of work that they do every day to reduce gun crime. Uh, So, for example, the way that uh, the ATF uh, helps reduce gun crime uh, is that when police in the U.S. and Mexico say, hey, can you uh, get us, can you stop cartels from getting guns? They keep using them to shoot us and others. Uh, They say, yes, absolutely. And they get right to work. The ATF goes off to the bad ideas factory to come up with the worst possible way to stop cartels from getting guns. And boy, do they come up with a doozy. Uh, They authorize firearms dealers to sell guns to straw purchasers illegally who buy them for those same cartels. And then that way they can track the guns directly to the cartels and arrest all of them. But because they can't and they're inept, that never happens. And the cartels then go on to use the guns that were sold to them by federally approved straw sellers they go on to use those guns to kill hundreds of police and civilians in the u.s and mexico that's your that's your money at work yes yes and while they are doing all of that they are arresting you your average citizen for having a firing pen without a serial number and saying you are in possession of an illegal firearm. Of an illegal firearm. And then they can pull you over for having a pin 
of any kind on suspicion that it's a firearm because that's coming next i thought i smelled weed turns into i thought that was a firearm meaning like a thing that looks like a slide or a pin yep this is bad uh and now the good news is that we're seeing the model for how to deal with this i thought that i thought that random piece of metal on the floor was the magazine base what's the magazine base or a an ejector or trigger bar um common common mistake of course and the the beauty is we do have a way to fix this and this is called local and state nullification if you can get enough people together to pressure your city council county council state legislature to implement nullification of these laws second amendment sanctuaries it becomes effectively impossible for the atf and other agencies to enforce their bad federal laws so that's where our focus needs to be because right now the federal government no one in the liberty sphere even the vaunted liberty republicans none of us have the ability to effectively stop or change what they're doing the statists are fully in charge what we can do is nullify it more locally and make it in an impossible or damn near impossible for them to effectively enforce it case in point cannabis is still as illegal now as it was when the war on drugs began actually more so because they've made it more more criminal over time but for the majority of people who live in a state that has either recreational or medicinal cannabis they can have cannabis medicinally or recreationally and in many of those places they can even have it illegally but because it's legal for almost everyone no one's really enforcing it and the fed sure as hell aren't enforcing it they gave up a long long time ago even though it's still completely illegal we can do this with everything homeland security has said that they cannot effectively enforce immigration laws in uh, immigration sanctuary states uh, the DEA, the FDA, or ATF has said that they cannot effectively enforce federal firearms laws and regulations in states that have Second Amendment sanctuary laws. They can't enforce their tyranny on us if they aren't able to tap local police to help them in doing it, because the local police do 95% of the heavy lifting. So nullification is where it's at. We can. This stuff is going to continue for quite some time until we grow the movement enough to be able to stop this and dismantle it. In the meantime, we can nullify it locally. And currently, the uh, high bid is two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars for me Tony... writing. Let's go places. No. Oh. Nope. Two hundred dollars, and uh, Tony Mackin wants to know. There, there was a rider on it. I want to know when you are the power is launching. Um, no problem at all. No problem. And if everyone else wants to know, go, if you go to spikecohen.com and fill out my form, you will be the first to be notified, which is going to really be soon. Like, really soon. Like, in about a week-ish, you're going to be notified what's about to happen. So, But spikecohen.com, and you can do that. Uh, let's go places together with Liberty. $200 high bid currently right now. Uh, just to let you know, if you do want this tumbler, your time is running out. We are about to be wrapping up the show. So this is your time to get your bids in. Because we are going to now be saying the stuff that we say when we're wrapping up the show. And for example, what I'm going to say is that join us tomorrow night right here 
on Muddy Waters Media. For my show, My Fellow Americans, my guest will be Roseanne Rodriguez, uh, who is one of the top people in Concerned Veterans of America. We're going to be talking about the work that CVA is doing. We're going to talk about the Concerned Veterans of America take on things like the conflict in Ukraine, lessons that we've learned from Afghanistan, and much, much more. Uh, the work they are doing to hold government accountable in the way that they use and abuse veterans and active duty troops. And, uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Savings time. That's right. And Eric Granada, no, you have not missed the auction. The high bid is $200. High bid is $200. Um, so if, we are wrapping up things. So I, I will let you know when it's over. It's not over. Let us know in the comments. If you have a higher bid than 200 be able to put that out there. Uh, be sure to do so. Uh, and so on Thursday, who is who is your guest, Matt? So there is no show on Thursday. I am oh, taking no. a... I am taking a four-day weekend for my birthday, oh. for the day of oh, my yeah. birth. Yeah. Happy birthday. You know. Thanks, buddy. Um, so I will not be doing a show on Thursday. And for everybody who was looking forward to my show last Thursday, I deeply apologize. But I believe that I have the audio thing figured out. I tested it with Spike earlier today, and he said he could hear everything. Yes. So that appears like everything is working as it should however if you were a subscriber if you are a subscriber uh you got a very special episode uh from me last thursday uh you got a very special episode from me last thursday uh and uh i know that a few people in the comments watched that episode and I hope that they enjoyed it. Um, Eskimo Libertarian says, we're both turning 29, right? Absolutely. Matt Wright Absolutely. finally is turning 29. Finally. 29. One more year till the big 3-0. Wow. What an exciting yeah. time. And to think, only four years ago, you were able to rent a car yourself. <laughs> Incredible. How much you incredible grown in that time. It's uh, so then on Friday at, Waters Media when I was 24. Incredible. Friday uh, at 2 p.m. is Mr. Mirica, the Bearded Truth with Jason Lyon. Uh, and then uh, this weekend, uh, open to, uh, top bid now from Eric Granada is $220. This weekend, join me and Tasha in uh, Washington State. For the Libertarian Party of Washington Convention, uh, that wow. is you're on. doing something this weekend. Yeah, isn't it your anniversary on Sunday? Yes, it is. And the Libertarian Party of Washington is so incredible. Two thirty from Tony Mackin. Oh, we're at two thirty. Two thirty from Tony Mackin. Yes, the Libertarian Party of Washington is so incredible that they have basically given me and Tasha a anniversary weekend of our dreams. And, uh, and we also get to hang out with them uh, a couple of the nights uh, at their convention as well. And then we get to do all this other stuff while we're there. So be sure to join us for the days that we're there on Friday and Saturday. I feel uh, compelled to say that John Morrissey, owner of the Five of Power and the man who is responsible for the Tumblr, um, 
he said that if it gets up to 300, he will throw in a free water pipe conversion kit. Water pipe conversion valued at, at much money. $50, I think. Is it $40? $30? $20? $30? I think it's worth four hundred dollars. I don't know. It's worth four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I think. Not uh, a not a bong. It, not a bong. That's illegal in some places. Not a bong. No, it is it's a, a water, water pipe. pipe. It is water a water pipe. pipe. A but yes, he said pipe. that he would throw in a. He said he would throw in a. John Morrissey, you can't bid forty dollars and you make the stuff. Like, come on, man. The bid is at two thirty. Yeah, two thirty is the high bid right now. Joe Hanush has bid has bid bid priceless, priceless. So we're gonna take all of Joe Hanush's money. No, join me at the Libertarian Party of 2022 convention. If you go to lpwa.org/convention, you can get your tickets now. We will be in Black Diamond, Washington, with me and my Black Diamond. God, I, that's. That's I was cringy. That brings a whole. I'm new, not going to say that again. Uh, yeah, that brings a whole new definition to diamond hands. Um, <laughs> <coughs> I said it. I said it. You got to have diamond hands. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, uh, Libertarian Party Washington Convention this weekend. LPWA.org/slash/convention. Come join us out there in beautiful Black Diamond, Washington. Then on Tuesday. Join us right back here next week. Same muddy place, same muddy time for another fan-damn-tastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Matt, if someone were to look for us, and by us I mean me and you, yes. and the rest of the muddied crew of Muddy Waters Media on the internet, is that possible? And if so, how? It would be possible. Um it would be possible if you are one of the old school people who don't appreciate the ruggedly handsome and boyish good looks of me and my co-host Spike Cohen here, uh, but instead prefer the dulcet and sultry tones of our voices, all you would have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash anchor.fm yes join us join us at anchor.fm anchor.fm slash muddied water where you where you can do such great things as leave us messages that we will play live on the air every Tuesday night like Midwest guy like Midwest guy and you can also you can also no go ahead you can also subscribe <laughs> and become one of the growing number of muddied fuckers uh <laughs> motherfucker wait uh <laughs> mother the mother motherfucker motherfucker uh, <laughs> 
where you can get discounts at yes. fantastic places. Like I believe you at the store. Yes, you definitely still get it at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash store. And I believe you also get it at Defy the Power. I don't remember. I think so. I'm not sure. Also. Luckily, somebody's in the comments who can tell us that. Also, us that. you have access to our favorite event every month. Every single month. The thing we every look single to the most. The Muddy Zoom. Is the, the muddied Zoom. Yes, this is better than payday. The crowning achievement of our existence. That is the Muddy Zoom. It is the Muddy Zoom. The Where you can zone. watch grown men. <laughs> tell a chemical engineer. Yeah. She doesn't know him. Um, <laughs> or you can find this in every other episode at muddied waters of freedom muddiedwatersmedia.com you don't know I don't think you know I'm have a you watched engineer. this YouTube video Sounds like you haven't, dummy. So, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, we got to wrap up the thing. So, uh, currently, yeah. the bid is currently at $230. $230. Tony Macklin, $230. If someone has a bid of more than $230, I need you to say it right now because we're about to close this thing out. This thing is about to get closed out. And there's a little bit of a delay from when I'm saying it to when you're seeing it. So, I need it now. I need you just numbers numbers here i'm going to show in the comments this is this is what i want to see from someone what this is that's what i want from someone to do someone someone else to do but really with your money that looks so, like the federal government just bid on our tumblr yes yes that's i think several <laughs> quadrillion dollars there that i just bid but the uh the so the bid currently is 230 dollars, and we're going to start uh we're gonna start wrapping things up right now. So $230 from Tony. Again, for this incredible, one of a kind custom tumbler signed by both of us. Epoxy coated so that you can't you can't get that off of this if you wanted to, which you don't. And now but, uh, I feel as though now we could show them the bottom after you go through everything else. Oh. So the bottom, we can show it now. Yeah, I would yes. It also says we don't need roads because, as you know, where we're going, we don't need roads. It we has that. This is the quintessential Muddied Waters Tumbler. Current bid is at $230, which is going once, going twice, up to $250 from Ken Evil. $250. $250 from Kenneth Evil coming in we got a strong in the last war minute. here at $250. Ken Evil, the, the don't need roads is what sold him. So now we'll see Tony. Uh, oh, Tony's 260 got 260 from Tony. Tony We've got Mac officially just, a bidding war here. So I'm going to go. 260 to. I'm going to go say, I'm going to go let you guys just work on this for a little bit. I'll be right back. I'm going to go say hi to my wife. I'll be right back. I'm going to go. I'll be back in about five minutes. Okay. 
I'm gonna let you guys work out. Yeah. Thing. Current bid is at two hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I uh, have recently been writing a script. Um, and yep, we see your hand, Spike. Um, I've currently I've been writing a script, and tomorrow is going to be the first table read of that script. Now, I do not know if I can get permission to do this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I'm going to do my damnedest to get the video of the table read and release it to our subscribers. So I'm getting feedback because of where he's standing and it's weird. Um, so uh, you could have access to every aspect of this process if you are a muddied water subscriber which will piss off the people who are producing this movie but none of them watch this show um so current bid 260 dollars uh it is a live action movie uh it is a live action movie the people that are currently in talks to be in it i don't even want to spoil that um i don't want to spoil that but um, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully it leads to a lot more work like this. Um, hey, honey, love you. Uh, the genre, Eric, uh, Eric Granada wants to know the genre. Uh, it is a comedy action kind of buddy flick thing. It's going to be very 90s-esque. That is what they wanted. On par with Threat Level Midnight. It Sort of, except good. Um, uh, some of... Some very emotional scenes in there, some very funny scenes in there, and uh, so many other things. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Current bid still at two sixty to Tony Mackin. Yes, um, yes. So, I feel like you have something to say. I don't know what has been happening, so I just sat down. Mm. I was just talking about the table read that's going to be happening tomorrow uh, night. Oh, of your of your of your uh, script. Yes. Awesome. Is it going to yeah, be as good which, as Threat Level Midnight? It's going to be better than Threat oh, Level good. Midnight. Okay. Thank God. Because I didn't do search and replace to change somebody's name. Actually, I did. So a hundred percent, there's a chance that somebody could have the wrong name. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, but yeah, current bid two hundred and sixty dollars. Two hundred and sixty dollars. Two hundred and sixty dollars. Two sixty. So, because it is coming up on ten thirty, and I have a fiance. I have a wife. So, uh, yes, two seventy. Uh, Guys, it's just the two of you. We need you to go at it. You need to I both come out go. with your hardest, tallest, highest bids, because we have families. <laughs> and I mean, technically, this is paying better than minimum wage. But also, I don't <laughs> want to end up divorced, and Matt doesn't want to end up pre. Three hundred, Tony Mackin. Three hundred from Tony Mackin coming out strong. Kenneth Ebel, does Kenneth have the juice to go to three fifty? That's a meme. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Oh yeah, they they went for the bong. 
they went for the they went for the water pipe. Okay, three hundred uh, is where he, he stops. stops. Sure. So three hundred going once, three hundred going twice, and three hundred is sold to Tony Mack and Tony. Thank you so much, uh, Matt. Tell her where she can go to give her money. All you have to do is uh, PayPal us at Muddied Waters Media. <laughs> What, what was that again? It's muddy waters. You won't believe what you have to do in order to send us this money. Nope. All you have to do is PayPal us uh, at muddied waters at at muddied waters. All one word. Oh, that's that's and, perfect. On PayPal. Yeah. At muddied waters. On PayPal. At Muddied Waters. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. So, PayPal, at Muddy Waters at PayPal. Um, and, include uh, your address. Include yes. your address in the description of the payment so we know where to send your muddied tumbler that you can enjoy drinking hot beverages or cold beverages, whichever is your preference all well for the next 10,000 washes at least um for the next 10,000 washes whilst watching me and spike on tuesday nights and john already has your address uh so he will mail you the conversion kit oh yeah that's right yeah you'll be getting the conversion kit directly from defy the power and you'll be getting the tumbler in this box from the Jew who will put it in here for you. Thanks so much for bidding, and guys. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Defy the Power, thank you so much again for your incredible merchandise that we're auctioning off. Congratulations to the unnamed as yet Florida gubernatorial candidate that we're apparently giving some of this money to. And folks, thanks again so much for tuning in. Join me tomorrow for the Muddy Waters. Join me tomorrow for my fellow Americans. Join Friday. Join uh, Jason Lyon at uh, Mr. America, the Beater of Truth at 2 p.m. Join us right, or no, go join me right in Washington State, Black Diamond, Washington, for the Libertarian Party of Washington's uh, 2022 convention, lpwa.org slash convention to sign up today. And then join us right back here. Yes, it's going to be going. Oh, wait. Oh, New York. New York government. Oh, well, then I know who it's going to. Oh, it's going to Larry Sharp. It's going to go to Larry Sharp. It's going to Larry Sharp. I didn't know if, yeah, I don't think there is. It's not going to Chris Christie. It's going to Larry Sharp. It's going to Larry Sharp. Chris who? It's going to Larry Sharp. It's going to go to Larry Sharp. Give the money to Larry Sharp. So then join us right back here next Tuesday. Same money place, same money time for a fantastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little chipper. Middle-aged men we are except for Matt who will have just turned 29. Happy birthday, Matt. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We love you so much. We love that you're a part of it, especially Tony. We love Tony $300 more than we did at the beginning of this episode. Folks, thanks so much again for tuning in. We and she's a subscriber, soon. so we already love her a lot more. We love her three, 300 and plus her $10 a month more. Folks, yes. again, thanks so much for tuning in. And where we're going... We don't need roads.